You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 229 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, a little, little Joey Buttafuoco over there. Me? No, I did. Oh. <laughs> like, Taylor of Terror over here! <laughs> uh, yeah, two, ep- two episodes on time? Or was the last one? No, the last one was late. Last one was late. <laughs> Damn. I was say, well, two's a streak, but we're not on one yet. Nope. Well, we're on one. <laughs> Yeah, last episode uh, It was Christmas hmm? It was Christmas, that's the excuse Well, yeah, I mean, but like this new I've told you, this new Audacity It runs so slow Oh, right, yeah Like, it don't seem to have a problem recording Like, I don't, when I listen back to it There's no, like, you know, glitches or, or anything skips, yeah. yeah, so it sounds fine It's just actually editing on it It takes for fucking ever And like, it used to take me, I don't know Two minutes, maybe, to export an MP3? Mm-hmm. No, it takes like 10. Jesus. I don't know what the fuck happened. I should have just left it. Like, I hadn't updated Audacity in over a year. Because it's just like, or oh, whatever. I don't need to update it. But then I got a, a little window that popped up. says, would you like to update? It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that seems to have been a mistake. Usually when you update, it gets better. Y- yeah, it does. I don't know if it's just like, I don't. If I look at my like my um, uh, resource usage, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's spiking at all. Weird. So I don't know what's causing it to run so goddamn slow, but it's it's pretty annoying. But it's still free, so it's the best option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, how's it going, Taylor? Oh, not so bad. Yeah, Mister Employed. I got a job, guys. <laughs> A quite a, a very unique job. Yeah, it's like I was at work last week, and I was just like, I can't believe this is my job. Not I'm like, a, oh my god, my life is so amazing, kind of way, <laughs> but just in a, how is this my next step? Right, because I went, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I went from working in an office, you know, making Word docs for eight hours a day to making trophies. Right, that's that's quite the a sidestep, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even when I applied, I was just like. This will be cool. I probably won't. Get, I probably won't get it, but this could be cool. And then I got it. Well, there you go. And you said it pays better. Yeah, a little bit. Fucking a. Bennies aren't as good, but well, so it kind of maybe evens out. But yeah, that'll happen when you work for a. It's, it's just a mom and pop place, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a little family owned place. Very. There's only eight employees. Oh really? Yeah. Sometimes that's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes the the environment tends to be a little more lax and. More, you know, you get to know your coworkers a lot better, mm-hmm. and like if they have like parties and stuff, they tend to be a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's no corporate 
Yeah, exactly. Being like, you do it and I'll fucking spank you. Right. <laughs> They're like, hey, do that and I'll fucking spank you. <laughs> promise. No, there's no sexual harassment going on. I promise. Well, I don't know. It's early to tell. He's not getting any sexual harassment. <laughs> He's doled out plenty of it. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> He's making this up. <laughs> Uh well congratulations you liking it so far yeah Thanks. it's interesting is it the ghosts <laughs> the the ghosts it's interesting the ghosts oh right okay do any of these fuckers <laughs> ever burst through the wall and just have a big sloppy shit <laughs> you said this is the adult tour and we could swear if we wanted to and say whatever the hell we want. I, yeah, I, I've only watched through that once, so I don't really have like the a lot of the jokes. I have watched through it three times. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, a lot less stressful, I would imagine. Yeah, it's like I've been putting together these plaques, mm-hmm. and so like the most stressful part is being like, is this centered? Oh God, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, and it's like you know, as soon as you let go, it's stuck. Right. So it's like, you got to make sure everything's on there. And then every once in a while, you'll like drop it. You're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. No, please. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That that would be a point of extreme stress for me. (laughs) Because like I obsess over making sure things are centered. Yeah. I I can't do it any other way. So if I had to do that for eight hours a day, I would probably lose my mind. (laughs) Uh, Well, anything else new? Uh, not really. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, we did announce our uh, our film fest submissions. We did. Uh, nineteen of them this year, which actually is our lowest total. We've got some longer ones this year. Um, mostly U.S., which was not a conscious decision, but uh, just kind of the way it worked out. We got a couple from Spain. I think one from Portugal. I would say. Well, I mean, I guess the numbers show. Next to the U.S., I think we got the most entries from Spain. Spain, yeah. España. This is for the people of España. Um, yeah, some good, some good, uh, good stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we well, I think we got probably some of our lower lower number of entries, like yeah. submissions. I don't know if that's a, you know, still remnants of COVID, you know, maybe people weren't working on stuff, so they didn't really have anything to put out yeah. or what exactly the reason was, but. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as we can get, get some, some quality products from the submissions we do get, that's, that's just fine. Yeah. And if, you know, you can go see for yourself at greatplatfilmfest.com what the submissions are. Um, obviously you can't watch them because you got to come to the film festival for that. Right. Yeah. I really wanted to try and figure out a way to like, Simulcast, uh, the the you know the live event with mm-hmm. something online, but it's just the the technical aspect of it, it was just too much of a headache. I mean, I I know a fairly easy way to do it. I know a site that like specializes in that, but at at this point, it's probably too late because we have to get the filmmakers' permission for that. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. We should put that in like the the terms for next year, just in case. Yeah, we could look into it. Yeah. Talk to him more. Talk about it more off mic. Sure. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's going to be February fourth, third, third. Are you sure? Yeah, it was fourth last year. 
Oh, okay. I was just looking at a calendar uh, earlier today, and I could have sworn I saw the fourth was on Sunday. Or no, we do Saturday. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's not two four two four. That would be better. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Our collection was tickets on sale now. Greatplatformfest.com. Get them all they're hot. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to chat about? I don't really have anything going on. It's been pretty, pretty slow on my <laughs> end. Yeah. No. That's that's about it. Cool. 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 Um. Yeah. Oh, we did go see the winter, or we didn't go to the winter classic, but we watched it. That's that was, true. That was fun. Yeah, we went to a, a local bar here in Seattle, which we both thought was going to be much more crowded because it was like a hockey bar. Yeah. But apparently everyone came there to watch college football. Right. Yeah, that was unexpected because, yeah, people started walking in like, I don't know, towards the end of the second period. It's like, okay, well, here comes the crowd. And they're like, are you going to turn on the Rose Bowl? It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> We're not watching the Rose Bowl today. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're part of – so, I mean, the Kraken has a network of, of bars – that they have the anchor alliance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was one of them. Like they're contractually obligated to show the game with sound, um, every you know every game. And so we thought, okay, this would probably be a pretty pop in place. It was a nice bar, just wasn't, yeah. wasn't crowded, which you know was fine. It was it was yeah, it was nice because we were like you know elbow to elbow with everybody, but at the same time, it's like you know the Kraken ultimately won. And it would have been. Nice to celebrate with a lot, with more people. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing you go to a bar so that you can, you know, high five strangers and right. spread COVID around. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite experience with that was um, going to the last game of the Mariners season two years ago when they clinched the playoff spot and I was at a bar. Everyone, the place just went nuts. Because mm, that never happens. Because our expectations are fucking low. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We, uh, we as Seattle sports fans... Um, we 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 don't expect much, but hope for the best. <laughs> I, I'd say, like you know, next to like maybe like Cincinnati, Chicago, like those other cities where it was really shitty teams, uh, Cleveland, where <laughs> it's like you know they're just diehard fans that don't give up, but at the same time their teams just always suck. Yeah, and that's kind of the usually the case around here. Like usually the Mariners are fucking god awful. Mm-hmm. Usually the Seahawks will like start off good, then they'll start to pick up, and then they'll sh- be shitty by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't follow soccer, so I don't know how the Sounders do, but um, the Sounders have made the playoffs every year except one of their existence. So, yeah, well, good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Kraken are only in their third season, fourth, sec- fourth, fourth season. Mm-hmm. No, third. Third, third. I'll be damned. Third. Wow. Time flies. COVID fucked everything up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so they're in their third season. And so, I mean, they were, they almost went all the way last year. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, but we did beat the champs at the Winter Classic. So that was, that was nice. Mm-hmm. There you go. We got that going for us. Which is nice. <laughs> and my boss was there. At the game? Yeah. And then he also went to the Ottawa game. Um, you know, the next game and he was telling me, even though we were up, we were up three, nothing. And then Ottawa scored. And he was like, just the Seattle sports fan of me is like, that's it. We lost. (laughs) They're going to choke it away. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's just, I was telling him too. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, even though we had a two goal lead, I was like, 
chomping right. on my fingernails like it was tied or something. Yeah, it, because it would be a Seattle team to just give it all away in in the last term of play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As, yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, the Seahawks always give things up in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Mariners choke it away in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. And we've seen plenty of of uh, Kraken losses in the third period this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of stinkers this year, which is stinky. <laughs> yeah, but then Dunner had that full court heave. That was nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so there. Were, yeah, they started slow this year. Yeah, they, they, yeah, we're on like what a four or five game streak. Uh, we're on we're on a ten game point streak. Um, but I think a six game win streak. Is that much? I think so. Uh yeah, a lot, I mean the Winter Classic was a shutout. This last one against Ottawa almost was a shutout. Yeah, like they gave up one one goal at the right there at the third. <laughs> like it was almost over, and they gave it up. But Joey Decord's the man. He is. God damn, he's fucking good. <laughs> fucking brick wall back there, man. Um. Anyway, okay, that's enough to hockey talk. Um. So welcome yeah. to hockey talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> our uh, new segment. Right. Get used to it. Yeah, we'll start a new segment about hockey while Tony is still figuring out the game of hockey. <laughs> That'll be interesting for everyone. Do you know what icing is yet? <laughs> yes, I know what icing is. I guess that's the one that confuses everybody. See, I always thought icing was like blowing snow in somebody's face. Yeah, it's just called throwing snow. Right. Uh, but uh, that's not what it is. No. <laughs> and I always, th- like, I misunderstood high, high sticking, too. I thought high sticking was if you picked your stick up like past your waist or the middle of your chest. Well, yeah, I think point. like when you do like floor hockey in hockey in high school, that's what they say. <laughs> I would say I mean, that's likely where I got that impression. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I grew up around hockey fans. I mean, not not like my dad or anybody in my immediate family, but my extended family. There's a lot of hockey fans, and I just never really picked it up. Yeah, but now that I just have pretty much given up on. Not so much football in, in general, but the NFL. Yeah. Like, I just can't, I can't stand the NFL anymore. Um, it's just gotten too political. And, I mean, I'm not saying one, leaning one way or the other, just in general. It's become too political. And it's, it's not about the game anymore. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And Goodell, he just basically tr- turned the whole league into a a, 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 a money maker, you know. It's... Well, he's the commissioner. That's her job. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the 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 league and the owners probably love that. But as fans, you're, just, you're losing the spirit of the game. Did you see <clears throat> the thing in the Steelers Ravens game yesterday? No. The Ravens kicked it. I don't know if it was a kickoff or a punt or what, but they they kicked it and it was down to like the five or something. And this guy went out of bounds and then leaned in and picked it up. So it's an out of bounds penalty on Baltimore. <laughs> well, I mean, congrats on him, to him for figuring out a loophole, I guess. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but yeah. And then somebody was like, "Oh no, that's fair because otherwise you could pin him inside the ten every time." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the idea." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having a good kicker is not an unfair advantage, right? Uh, anyway, anyway, so. I guess before we actually start with the real show, um, it's not all about sports. Guys. Right. It was like Taylor could probably carry a sports show. I could not because I just like like I I, I, I just watch sports. 
I don't get into like the nitty gritty, like the you know the standings and well, I look at standings, but like the stats, stats, yeah, the the, the finer details of it. I just I just watch it, like, yeah, because I I don't I don't like I feel like getting into numbers and stuff kind of makes it less fun for me. <laughs> That's fair, but anyway, um, but no, this is a horror podcast. That's true. <laughs> And as a horror podcast, we do have some people that uh, that you know celebrate, and we're probably not celebrate, but woohoo! New episode, yeah! Who wants to come over and have a listening party? <laughs> Don't make fun of me for wanting to have listening parties. <laughs> um, Everyone just sits around for three and a half hours. <laughs> No talking. How are we doing here? Uh, 50, 16 minutes. We have not started the show yet. Uh, but no, our grave diggers over on Patreon, they do uh, help support this show financially. Uh, we don't have an expensive show. It doesn't cost us much to do it, but it does cost money, and we don't have a lot of money. That's true. I haven't gotten my first paycheck yet. Mm, yeah, and you can't get uh, unemployment anymore. That's right. That's That's tough. It's like when I first started my job, I was on unemployment, and just the pay schedule we were behind we still are three weeks behind um so i didn't get my first paycheck for three weeks after i started yikes yeah it sucked um but every month we do get some contributions from these lovely lovely folks to keep this thing going uh because you know who knows if we would even do it if we couldn't get support because i know we wouldn't <laughs> um those wonderful folks are Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Bob Voorhees, Kevin Nesgoda, and the Nameless Ghouls, who are people of our lowest but still appreciated tier. The worker bees. Yes, the ones who work behind the scenes. <laughs> Something, whatever. <laughs> um, thank you all. We, we appreciate every little red cent that you give us. Um, Taylor, if anybody else wants to help us out, where can they go? You can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. For as little as $1, you can support the show, and you can watch us live every episode for Horror Business. Uh, $5 gets your name in the show, like those beautiful people that Tony just mentioned. Or you can also get things like discounts on Graveplot Podcast merchandise, Graveplot Film Fest tickets, and more. Yeah, get those Graveplot Film Fest tickets, guys, because the tickets are going fast. Yeah, hot geeks. They don't know that they're not going fast. Shut up. <laughs> we are ahead of pace from last year, as we looked up. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, to know how many tickets we've sold, it's just like, oh, well, I mean, they've been on sale for a few months, and that's all we've sold. But if we were ahead of the game from last year, and last year we, we almost sold out. Almost sold out, about 90%. Um, so, yeah, if we're, if we're ahead of a pace this year, then... Yeah, people seem nice. to wait until the last minute, but don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you you can buy tickets at the at the door as long as we have them. Right. We're not going to hold tickets for And they're going to cost you a little more. They are going to cost. Um, Might as well get them ahead of time and not spend that extra $3. That's right. That's, a, that's a, probably a soda or something that you can buy at the venue. Yeah. Help support small venues, guys. That's right. Uh, okay. Anything else? No. Let's do some horror business. Do my 
Okay, starting out in real world horror. Um, you know, we've talked before and taken many, many trips to Central and South America, uh, where their superstitions and beliefs are very firmly held, as ridiculous as they may be. <laughs> um, well, down in Argentina on Christmas Eve, uh, in the, in the town of Jose de San Martin, um, which means Joe of St. Martin. Yes. <laughs> uh, something, uh, somebody caught something weird on one of the security cameras. So there's, there's a video to watch, and Taylor will put that in the show notes, I assume. I'll try. You'll try? <laughs> I'll try to remember. Okay, yeah. Um, that's, uh, yeah, so this took place on Christmas Eve, um, and I don't know, it was a security camera on top of somebody's house or garage or Maybe something. It might have been a ring doorbell or something. Well, no, because it moved. The rings don't move, right? No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it must have been some kind of, um, on, a, on a roof or a, maybe a uh, porch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this was in the middle of the night and what we see at first is a dog standing out in, in, a, in a, I guess it would be a front yard um, and just barking at something, going nuts. Uh, and then in the, not so much background, I guess, more the mid-ground, uh, we see this little thing just kind of scurry, scurry across the across the frame. Yeah. Uh, Very quickly, it, at great pace. Yes. It was in quite the hurry. Um, yeah, it was just like, a, it looked like a kind of hunched over. So now, hear me out. Since it was Christmas Eve, you think it was Santa? Like Santa's elf? I mean, maybe it was Santa. Santa's just a little guy? Maybe. Oh. I mean, I guess nobody's... Or maybe it was a forced perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's actually farther away than we realized. Yeah, maybe. Um, Yeah, and like the camera followed it. And then it just, you know, kind of... Went into it looked the like brush. it turned a corner or something, yeah. yeah. Um, upon being posted online, the video quick, quick, quickly went viral on social media in Argentina um, with various theories being offered for what the security camera captured. Um, some speculated the figure could be a... Glo- a, a <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> some speculated the figure could be a goblin. A, nil- of- a nilbog? <laughs> of Latin American lore known as a duende. Duende esta. <laughs> yep. Whoa. It kind of looks like the Norwegian troll from Community. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe it was. Apparently, du- a duende is also known as a mushroom troll. Because you have to eat shrooms to see them. <laughs> Probably. Well, no, because it looks like they have like little hats that look like mushrooms. Where did I just see mushroom? I saw it too. See, look, 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 look at this one. That one looks like an evil bunny or something, mm-hmm. but he's got a mushroom hat. He's got a little mushroom head. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I'd say... Uh, 
a goblin is unlikely. <laughs> I'd say it's far more likely that it was probably a child scurrying around. These don't look like goblins. These look like trolls or elves. Right. But, you know, maybe you're splitting hairs. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it was a ghoulie. A ghoulie. <laughs> Or just, yeah, maybe. just scampered out of a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was one of Santa's elves. Maybe it was an elf. Or maybe apparently Santa himself. Maybe. maybe, maybe. Um, I, mean, I guess an elf is does make more sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> David Krummeltz. <laughs> David Krummeltz. Um, yeah. It's just, why, do you, why do they always jump to that kind of conclusion? It's like why did it's like Sherlock Holmes? You know the the, the most uh, likely scenario is probably what happened. Occam's Razor. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like well, the first time I watched it, I was like, "That's a dog." <laughs> then when I watched the, when it like zoomed in, I could see it was like on high on a tiny. Yeah. But yeah, my first thought was dog, not goblin. Right. <laughs> and my first thought was, "Well, that's probably a child running around." Could be a child. It's a very fast child, though. If it is a child. Children but are fast. They could They're be spry. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking they run. <laughs> Every one of them can run. Um, yeah, or maybe... Well, no, I guess a raccoon wouldn't, like... I don't even have raccoons down there, but a raccoon... They're a little big for a raccoon. Yeah, maybe. But again, there's a little perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, what we're trying to say is the likelihood of it being a goblin is pretty small. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I don't think that goblins truly exist. <laughs> Little green ghouls. Yeah. Uh, and it, the, the solution is probably much less controversial. <laughs> controversial. Uh, we went hunting for ghouls and we found three. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> we found none. You know what the funniest part of that is? Mm. Maybe not the funniest, but a funny part is like there's Mac Day and Dennis Day and there's Charlie Day. Ah, uh, <laughs> yep. That's his name. That is his name, but they never say it. And plus his name is Kelly in the show. In the show, yeah. yeah. That's the joke. That's, that's, yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, go watch this video and tell us on social media what you think it is. Yeah, but don't say goblin. Don't say goblin. Because it's probably Wrong not answers only. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> so last episode we talked about uh, Bambi the Reckoning and we kind of um you know, speculated that as of January 1st, Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse would be entering the public domain. And we were like, oh, the, you know, the horror movie filmmakers are waiting with bated breath. Mm -hmm. And it turns out we were right. Because instantly the floodgates began opening. Uh, there's already a short film on YouTube that you can watch right now. It's called The Vanishing of S.S. Willie. It's running just under 10 minutes long. It comes from Night Signal Entertainment. Uh, it's presented as a long-lost documentary from 1928 that details the disappearance of a commercial steamship, the SS Willie. Uh, and we also saw a trailer 
for our first full-length feature called Mickey's Mousetrap. This is obviously a low-budget horror movie Mm -hmm. uh, that was shot before the character fell into the public domain and is only now being announced and previewed because they can. Right. (laughs) Without having Disney's lawyers up their ass. This is probably driving Disney crazy. Because you know there's people who are like, oh, Mickey Mouse is public domain and just slapping Mickey on shit. And Disney's lawyers are like, nope, cease and desist to you, cease and desist to you. But at the same time, there's, yeah, there's like Steamboat Willie and stuff that's actually in the public domain now that they can't do anything about. Yeah. And they they tried and they they successfully got it kicked down the road for decades. Yeah. Like Disney played an active role in getting legislature passed on like copyright laws to extend their copyrights on, you know, numerous properties. But everything comes to an end. Yeah, and the thing is now you're going to start seeing like more versions of Mickey too mm-hmm. are going to start, you know, every couple of years every time they did a change. Once it gets to, I think it's 100 years, or is it 101? I don't know why, it was, for some reason 101 sticks out in my mind. But yeah, you know, like I said, all these changes that they made, they're going to start coming up again, and so there's going to be new versions of Mickey, which might be why they just restarted, you know, doing that new animation style with, yeah. from uh, Runaway Railway. Probably just starting a new trademark. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird to me that, like, it can get down to that that kind of detail is like the, the the different style. So is is the name Mickey Mouse is that public domain now? I don't think so. Okay. He, I don't think they referred to him as Mickey Mouse. Did they not in Steamboat Willie? Okay. Oh, I mean it was it was no, it wasn't silent. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually called him Mickey Mouse. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a copyright lawyer. So sure, I, I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> uh, so in Mickey's Mousetrap, it's Alex's 21st birthday, but she's stuck at the amusement arcade on a late shift, so her friends decide to surprise her, but a mass killer dressed as Mickey M decides to play a game of his own with which she must survive. Director James Bailey tells The Hollywood Reporter, we just wanted to have fun with it all. I mean, it's Steamboat Willie's Mickey Mouse murdering people. It's ridiculous. We ran with it and had fun doing it, and I think it shows. Love that he made sure to say, it's Steamboat Willie's Mickey Mouse. Right. <laughs> According to Hollywood Reporter, this film could be released as soon as March 2024, which is weird. If it's done, like why, why wait another two months? Maybe try to get distribution or something. Yeah, or... maybe. Um, <clears throat> it's funny to me that the Hollywood Reporter is reporting on this. <laughs> right? If, if it wasn't di- like Mickey Mouse, I doubt they would have. No, of course not. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, there's an untitled Steamboat Willie film in the works uh, from Stephen Lamorte, or Lamorte, uh, who directed The Mean One, which of course we just talked about last episode. Uh, he will also direct this untitled horror comedy, which will center on a sadistic mouse who will torment a group of unsuspecting ferry passengers. So this one is actually like a Steamboat Willie horror film. Right. Yeah, I mean, like all I've seen is uh, like kind of a teaser Like poster. a concept art or yeah, something, yeah. yeah. I mean, if that holds true, it seems like the yeah, it's going to be more true to actual Steamboat Willie rather than just the a guy character. wearing a Ma- Mickey Mouse mask. Yeah. Uh, Steam. Let's see who said this. Uh, oh, this is Lamort. Uh, Steamboat Willie has brought joy to generations, but beneath that cheerful exterior lies a potential for pure unhinged terror. <laughs> 
It's a project I've been dreaming Does of, it? and I can't wait to unleash this twisted take on this beloved character to the world. This is the one I'm most interested in. Yeah, I mean, like, if you listen to our last episode, I wasn't big on the mean one. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't to say that I wasn't interested in the concept. Same thing goes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, like, Mickey's Mousetrap just kind of sounds like it could be a, any slasher. Right. And you just use the Mickey Mouse mask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no word yet on when this one's going to come out. It hasn't really started production or anything yet. Um, I think they should call it Steamboat Killy, but that's just me. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. <laughs> uh, and one more. There is also a video game coming out from Nightmare Forge Games. It is called Infestation Colon Origins, slated to release into early access on Steam later this year. Uh, in Infestation Origins, you or you and your friends visit various locations to uncover the story behind each infestation and exterminating it at the source. This involves you searching each location to access and unlock new areas, but also using cameras to keep an eye on each infestation's activity. You'll also need to maintain power to make sure each of your systems remains online. You might be saying, what does this have to do with Steamboat Willie? I am saying that, yeah. Well, there's a character that is very clearly Steamboat Willie. Ah. He, he appears to be wearing boxing gloves, which is a weird twist. Okay. But, um, yeah. Well, there you go. I, like, aside from this, this untitled one. There he is. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a, um, like a just a dirty, well, he looks like a person wearing a Mickey Mouse, Mouse mask. Yeah. Um, but it's like old and dingy. looks like it's ripped and bloody. Mm-hmm. Are those boxing gloves or are they just big gloves? Yeah, it looks like boxing gloves with a stinger on it. They don't let you use that no more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm guessing this is like an actual still from the game. Oh, I guess they are gloves. In that picture they are, yeah. And he's got the Steamboat Willie hat. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess everybody wants to kind of put their own spin on it, but it's like you have access to an actual Disney, well, former Disney property. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would just really stick it to them and, like, put, like, that exact version of Steamboat, you know, that exact version of Mickey Mouse in my project. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't change it at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Fuck it. It's so, I've, I've already seen too, so many ads for like shoes and, you know, t-shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just like that one iconic image of Steamboat Willie at the wheel. Yeah. And they just copy paste. Mine's now. Yep. Give me $20. <laughs> I should draw a Steamboat, Steamboat Willie thing. Draw nothing. Huh? Draw nothing. Just copy paste. Great plot podcast. $20. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Or just make it look like one of those Disneyland shirts with Mickey's head. Just, you know, Steamboat Willie's head and Grave Plot Podcast. <laughs> in, like, their font? Yeah. So they can't own that font, right? Can you trademark a font? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm legitimately curious about this. Yeah. Like the I, Misfits font? Is that? I don't, I don't know. Because people replicate fonts like that online all the time. Yeah. And then they're allowed to charge money for it. 
Yeah, and it always it always says like free for personal use. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> totally personal use. Yeah. I'm personally gonna make t-shirts. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it, just fucking guys. I mean. Like part of me says, like, okay, let's let's not like overdo it, but at the same time, it's like, no, fuck it, <laughs> let's run this bitch into the ground. Yeah. Take some of Disney's money. God knows they have enough. No shit. They're gonna get more of mine here in a couple weeks. Yeah, probably more than you even plan to. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, yeah. I'm going to Disney World, guys, for the first time down, ever. Down Disney. Yep. <laughs> Never been to Disney World. Been to Disneyland many times. Disney World, not so much. Only been to Florida once in my life. Boo. It was, it was. Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see some fights. <laughs> Around every corner, there's probably a fight. It's Disney Florida. World, man. <laughs> I've, I've been watching the news. I see what happens. Yeah, it's like, you know... Uh, I guess I guess there's some winter storms coming, and they're gonna pretty much like really hit the the Gulf hard, and you know most of Florida. It's just like, I mean, I feel bad for the people that live there, I guess, but at the same time, it's Florida. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> All right, so uh, we talked, if, uh, what, two, three times about the uh, the new Wolfman uh, film mm-hmm. that's, that's in production. Um, let's see. Lee uh, Wanell and... Yeah, Lee Wanell is writing it. He's directing it. He's directing it. Okay. Jason Blum's producing, which is unfortunate, but, you know, what are we going to do? Got that contract with uh, Universal. Universal. They just closed the deal on uh, the Juan merger, too. It's going to get worse. Yeah. But at least they did. They consolidate the hate. Right. Yeah, now I can hate them together. Yeah, it's not like, oh, there's two shitty studios. It's just like, oh, there's just one shitty studio. I can avoid those movies unless they make Jordan Peele movies. Right. Which, wasn't Blum a, a producer on, like, Nope? Um, I think so. Get Out was a Blumhouse movie. That's right, it was. Yeah, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about Blumhouse. And nauseum like, being the key word. Right. I mean, they put out some bangers sometimes. Yeah. But most of the time, they're dog shit. Like all the movies where they uh, rewrite a classic movie but make it horror. <laughs> which they keep doing. Yeah. Although... It's a wonderful knife. That, I don't think that's, that's them. Yeah. So can't blame them for that one. But I guess we can blame, blame them for starting the trend. Also, It's a Wonderful Death was right there. Yeah. That would have been a better title, but it wouldn't have the same wordplay. Yeah. So. 
A Wonderful Knife is a terrible title. It is. It's, it sounds so like low budget. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not like they actually put a lot of effort into their titles. True. I mean, Happy Birthday. Happy Death Day. Or Happy Death Day. Truth or Dare. There's like 40 movies called Truth or Dare. Oh, freaky. <laughs> freaky what? Freaky Wednesday. Just in general? Just Freaky Wednesday. Right. Um, anyway. Ep- Epic Friday. <laughs> Tony, we should make an Epic Friday movie. <laughs> Where's your mom? What are you doing? Where's your mom? <laughs> oh, that day. May it live in infamy. <laughs> yeah, I remember we tried to replicate it once and it just didn't work out. It was still a good day, but it just wasn't the same. You can't force it. No. Uh, we, we learned the hard way that day. Uh, anyway, so we've got some updates about uh, um, casting. Um, we're finding out that uh, Christopher Abbott from uh, Poor Things and Julia Garner from The Royal Hotel will be starring. Um, we wouldn't saw Poor Things. Did you? Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Not really my style of movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of naked Emma Stone. Well, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like I, I want to see it cause it looks just weird enough for me to want to see. Um, but I'm not going to run out to the theater for it. Yeah. It's kind of, it kind of feels like if, uh, if Wes Anderson made Frankenstein, that's exactly what I, what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Wolfman uh, will star Abbott as a man whose family is being terrorized by the lethal, a, a lethal predator, probably the Wolfman. Probably, and guess what? It's probably him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Wolfman will howl its way into theaters on October twenty fifth, two thousand twenty four. So Julia Garner, that's the, the actress from um, Ozark, right? I don't know. The name is familiar, but I'm probably thinking of Jennifer Garner. Yeah, definitely not the same person. Yeah. You're talking about the farmer, right? Hmm? The farmer, Jennifer Garner. What? <laughs> Have you not seen that fucking Capital One commercial? She's got the farm and she's like, you probably know me from my other job. Oh, maybe. <laughs> like, I yeah. I don't know you as a farmer, Jennifer. <laughs> I know you as alias. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is the girl from Ozark. Um, oh, she was also uh, Anna Delvey in that Anna Delvey show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite. <laughs> She's a big phony. Um, let's see. Uh, writers include uh, director Lee Wanell and Corbett Tuck, as well as Lauren Shukerblum. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's not a, like... Not not of the Blumhouse Blums, is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's quite the coincidence. Uh, and Rebecca Angelo, um, Jason Blum's producing, obviously. Ryan Gosling is going to be producing. Well, he's executive, executive producer, producer, which is weird. It's like, okay. Yeah, I remember him being talked about as like the star for yeah. a point of time, which is like cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, have, you, have ma- you seen Barbie? 
I have not. Yeah. It's on HBO or yeah, it's on sorry, Max. It's now. on Max. I, I just I was telling my wife, it's like when it was out in theaters, it's like I, I mean, yeah, it, it looks interesting enough to see. But in that time, I've heard so much about it that like I know what the ending is. I know how the entire oh, fucking really? movie plays out. And then they dropped it on Max. It's like, I don't really want to watch it anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's not that I'm like actively avoiding it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm like opposed to it. It's just, I don't, it's not really calling me anymore. Yeah. You just don't want to deal with the feminist bullshit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know me. Tony's all about the patriarchy. All right. A movie about a powerful woman? Get out of here. Um, about a woman taking control of her autonomy? Forget it. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, Wolfman is a Blumhouse and Motel Movies production. That's Is that one else? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard of Motel Movies. They're not movies about motels, idiot Google. <laughs> <laughs> and not... Sp- Spectre Vision. I wish it was Spectre Vision. <laughs> oh, right. I was talking about Spectre Vision, like the service in, in old, old, old motels. Oh, I was talking about Elijah Where Wood's production company. You rent dirty movies. <laughs> and you pound off in a dirty, seedy motel room. <laughs> oh, my, okay. Yeah, Google's not going to Pound off? Where do you get these <laughs> phrases? I like the way you said seedy motel, too. Just. Maybe think of Jane's Island Bob Strike Back. <laughs> I say we cut out their kidneys and leave them in a seedy motel. <laughs> a bathtub full of ice. Uh, sorry, what did you say about hotel movies? I, Google is no help. Oh. All it's giving me is movies about motels. Way to go, fucking Google. Motel movies. Productions, maybe. <laughs> Motel Pictures. No. Motel Pictures? Oh, Dying Breed. Yeah, that's what I wanted. No, I got a movie about a motel starring Lee One l Cool. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Motel Pictures. I don't. Yeah, I don't see motel movies. Wait, uh, motel movies. They made Blue Valentine and Drive. I mean, that doesn't tell me anything about them, but. What in the world? I clicked on, so I got this article, Lee Wanell's Wolfman star Chris Rabbit. I clicked on Wolfman, and it took me to this American Gladiator guy. <laughs> sure. The internet is on one today. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I love Wolfman. I, I love the old one. I love the Benicio Del Toro one. Well, love's a strong word. I thought it was good. Um <laughs> I think it would have been better if Universal would have fucking kept their dick out of it. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this because I do like okay. Lee Winnell. Motel Movies has to be Ryan Gosling's studio. They did Drive and Only God Forgives, both of which star Ryan Gosling. Okay. Blue Valentine, is that Ryan Gosling too? I don't know. Yep. Well, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's got something working against it in that it has Jason Blum involved, but um, but Wenell has made the only good Blumhouse Universal monster movie so far. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, arguably, <laughs> right? 
not arguing that there are any other good Universal Monster remake movies out there. Renfield. Huh? Renfield. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know how, if that's so much a remake. Yeah. If anything, it's kind of a sequel. It's true. Um, and, you know, there's the Wolfman, which I think was good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was the Mummy, which was just bad. Bad, bad, bad stuff. Well, it was Tom Cruise. What did you expect? Well, Tom Cruise makes a lot of pretty kick-ass movies. As, That's true. As much of a reprehensible person as he is. That's true. He made Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, he made Rain Man. He didn't make it, but he was in it. He also had. He also made Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Risky business. The secret to my success. I did not realize how critically panned Risky Business is. Is it really? Yeah. I looked at it on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like 8% or something. Ouch. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, this this could be good. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, no, it wasn't Risky Business. Maybe it was Cocktail. Oh. I, yeah, Cocktail is pretty... It takes a, a certain kind of person to appreciate it. Yeah, co- it was Cocktail. Okay, okay. 9%. <laughs> um, But anyway, yeah, I mean, if, if Universal can basically do what they did with Invisible Man and just kind of stay out of it, let Juan do what he does best, they might have a good project there. Right. Um, and then we can finally get the Dark Universe back together. Oh, totally. Just what we're <laughs> looking for. Um, went to uh, Friday Night Frights uh, down at the Blue Mouse Theater in Tacoma, Washington. Um, <clears throat> and they were doing a double feature of Monster Squad and Abbott and Costello Meet the Wolfman, uh, which is a classic movie. I... Well, both of them are, but it's like, that's like, that's like the, 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 the example of a, of a shared universe, universe, like shared universal universe, uh, that they are basically, that, that's like, that's like the prototype and they tried to make the dark universe and just totally fucked it up. It's like they made an Abbott and Costello movie with classic universal monsters and it was great. Yeah. And you guys couldn't make a single good one? <laughs> you, know, you couldn't make a single good movie about one of these monsters? But anyway. Wolfman, coming to Atcha. We got to, well, say so this comes out in October. And we, How, howling at you. <laughs> howling into theaters. Um, Because we've got an extra week in October Rama this year. Mm-hmm. Where we get to pick it. As I say, we could do Week of the Werewolf, but we've already done that. We have. I mean, there's no rule saying we can't do it again. But we could do Week of the Werewolf Returns, but spell returns with a W to me. <laughs> <laughs> For forced alliteration. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on. You want an almond? No, she can't have almonds. All right, so... You're uh, full I, of protein and healthy fats. You're full of protein and healthy fats. No, I think I'm full of unhealthy fats. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. 
Uh, I just briefly mentioned Jordan Peele in the last story, and it turns out he has a new movie. Uh, I mean, that, that part's not news. We knew he was working on something. It was originally supposed to come out uh, Christmas of this year, but Universal bumped it from that date. It currently does not have a release date. Which or, is so weird. Or a name or a teaser poster or a whisper of a plot line. <laughs> but we do know it's still happening. That's kind of like us. Like, we didn't know shit. Well, even Nope, actually. Probably more so Nope. We had yeah, nope. nope was very secretive. Mm-hmm. But Peel was on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast recently, and he said that he's excited to get back behind the camera this year. He said, this has been, obviously, it's been an interesting year because the writer's strike had me in a stage of listening, and that's where I need to be. Uh, I do feel like my next project is clear to me, and I'm psyched that I have another film that, you know, could be my favorite movie if I make it right. Yep, yep. I mean, yeah, if you make a movie right, it's probably going to be good. Yeah. I mean, if you're a good director and a good writer and you make a good movie, it's probably going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and his you know, track record to date is pretty good, I would say. Yeah. In my opinion, anyways. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like, especially Nope. Well, not, not, sorry, not especially Nope, especially us. A lot of people didn't like us. I loved us. I, I thought it was pretty, it was not my favorite. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was great. I mean, nothing's going to be Get Out. That's Well, I don't know. He said this one might be his favorite. So, Well, that doesn't mean much. Doesn't it? Not to me. Why? I don't give a fuck which movie's his favorite. <laughs> I'm more worried about my favorite. Fair enough. Me, me, me. <laughs> uh, according to World of Real, uh, there was a rumor that Peel would be working with Steven Yoon and Daniel Kaluuya again, who were both appeared in Nope. And Daniel Kaluuya, and all, you know, also appeared in Get Out. Obviously, he was the lead, Chris Washington. Uh, but that rumor could never be corroborated with strong sourcing. So, um, But it stands to reason. It does stand to reason. Peel has shown to be one of those kind of directors that loves to reuse actors. Yeah. Which, I mean, it works for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean... Um, Tim Burton, Chris Nolan. Kevin Smith. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Mike Flanagan, lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually saw something where Peel said that he thought him and Kaluuya could be like Scorsese and De Niro. I could see that. Uh, Kaluuya, he's he's great. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, he, he plays very dynamic characters. I saw him mentioned as a Kang replacement, but of course he's already in the DCU with Black Panther, so, or MCU. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, even though he's such a minor character, it's like he's still there. Yeah. He's like he's he's in there and to recast him as something else, people are gonna be like, ah. Yeah, like Marvel's done it, but it's like the characters they've done it with are so minor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his character in Black Panther is large enough that you can't cast him in something as major as Kang. Yeah, and a lot of recasting is like it's like they had a live action role and then they did some voice work. Yeah. Um and you know what I mean? Like people say like, oh. Yeah. Or like they had a mask or makeup on. Sure. And they then they played a, you know, detective or something. Like right. That. Yeah. I mean, like, and then there's like, you know, like Chris Evans who played uh, Johnny Storm and then he played Captain America. Mm-hmm. It was like, those are two different universes. Right. Um. Anyway. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see Across the Spider-Verse? Not yet. It's on Netflix. I know. Uh, it, it's it's really good. Uh, but clearly he plays uh, Spider-Punk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does a pretty good job. 
Uh, anyway. Anyway, so that's really all we know about Jordan Peele. I mean, this could not even be horror, theoretically. So, yeah. We, we mean, really know nothing about it. He He makes... Well, I mean, he's made two horror movies. One that could maybe be classified as horror, but horror it's sci-fi. Almost sci-fi. So, I mean, it's up in the air. I mean, we know he loves horror and sci-fi, mm-hmm. but he also comes from comedic roots. So, it's who true. knows? Yeah, it's so funny going back and watching Key and Peele. Yeah, and just being like, this is the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because funny. Like, well, he's like you know dressed up like a woman, being like, get away from me. <laughs> Have um, you seen that skit? I don't know how much Key and Peele you've seen. Not a lot. I, I, that one doesn't sound familiar. It's it's like a New Year's Eve party or something, and the, this guy played by Key and his girlfriend get in a fight, and she leaves, and she like drops her, I think it's her scarf, and he's just like following her for miles. <laughs> She's like, babe, your scarf. She's like, get away from me. <laughs> Um, I'd like to see him do some more uh, more uh, comedy because I mean he's got a great knack for it. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah. I I didn't watch a lot of Key and Peele, but you know it's um, on Netflix. Hmm? It's on Netflix. So it's sp- <laughs> across the Spider Verse guy. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because he seems like he's changed a lot over the years. Yeah. Especially as he's gotten more into directing and, and horror and stuff. Um, but he's still doing like the voice of the ghost of Duke Ellington. That's true. <laughs> what I was going to say is like Keegan Michael Key, he seems like he's the same person. Yeah. Uh, he's he's so fucking funny. He is. I, I'd, I'd say like of the two of them, I think he's probably funnier personally. I I don't know. Yeah, uh, did you ever watch uh, Reboot? Yeah. Know. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. I keep waiting to hear for for an update about another season, but I I, I think they got canceled. Did it really? I think so. Yeah. Son of a bitch. That was good. That was good. It was like just meta enough to not be stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was a really funny skit on uh, Jimmy Kimmel where you know people were up in arms about uh, gay nutcrackers and black Santas, you know, like statues and ornaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had Sean Hayes playing gay Santa. <laughs> And Keegan Michael Key played um, Black Santa in a wheelchair, <laughs> and it was funny because like when he first came out, he like pulled down the the beard to be like, "Guys, it's me, Keegan Michael Key." <laughs> <laughs> was that you was talking with uh, about him in that uh, AT and T commercial? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were watching the game. Um, it's so funny. Like apparently, there's an extended version, but he's in this AT and T commercial. More, more common one that I've seen. He's in it for like two seconds. I think it's funnier in, in that version when it's just like, why was he there? Yeah, it's just like, I know that guy, but he's not saying anything. And that's, that's but it's, it also like the fact that he's sitting in like the, you know, elite club or whatever. And it's just like, oh, it's only these famous actors get to sit up there. Because <laughs> when I think of famous actors, I think of Keith Michael Key. <laughs> the fact like he's not at private jet level, but he's at elite club level. Right. And he's just eating a sandwich. <laughs> uh, anyway, so was there? Was, that was it, right? That was it. Yeah, it's not not a lot of news, but I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed all of Jordan Peele's movies to date, and so I am excited to see what he does next. Mm, quite.
We do know he is uh, producing a remake of People Under the Stairs. Yeah, but I feel like that rumor's been going around for at least a couple of years. And well, I, you know, there was things like COVID and it's true writers and actors strikes and stuff. So that's that's true. There's been a lot of rumors that have been going around for years that are finally <laughs> happening. I, uh, you know, mentioned Stephen Yoon. He he dropped out of the uh, Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. which was weird. I, his casting it was as, weird in the first place. Yeah, like I didn't know where they got that because. <laughs> he's he's a tiny little guy uh and um why am i spacing on the character's name Ugh. so am i like i know i know it what the fuck it starts with sentinel yep <laughs> yep yep right yes sounds right you know what makes for a good podcast googling oh yeah <laughs> century that's what it is that's what i said god damn it I don't know why I couldn't remember that name. But he, I mean, Sentry is, I mean, a big buff white guy with blonde blonde hair. hair. Blonde hair. Not like a bird. Blonde (laughs) hair. (laughs) But I don't know what inspired his casting. Yeah, I don't know. He's a great actor, but. Yeah, I love him, but uh, I I don't get it. (laughs) But maybe he left to go do this. Maybe. Nobody knows why he left. Nobody knows anything about anything. It's true. Nobody knows what Steven Yeun is doing. Nobody knows what Jordan Peele is doing. Nobody knows. What, what are the Utah Jazz doing? You won't get that reference. Nesgoda will get it. That's for you, Nesgoda. <laughs> So, Justin, seems like maybe the last couple weeks, started seeing these teasers for something called horror, let's say horror and fitness, or horror plus fitness, right? That's what it's, no, no, it's, no, it's called Slasher Size. That's right. Yeah, the title here threw me off. Um, yeah, Slasher Size, uh, which at its core appears to be just one of those classic 80s you know, aerobic Jane Fonda. Yeah. Um, you know, spandex and, and leg warmers and headbands. Mm-hmm. You know, these classic aerobics. Just a bunch of people dress like poison. Right. <laughs> Some of these classic aerobicides. Do, 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 uh, rock and roll, VHS. poison. <laughs> okay. Um, but with a twist. What a twist. Uh, in this, we appear to have the the hosts and the participants in these videos uh, being chased and killed by horror characters. Yep. Uh, um, is it Ama or Ama? Um, Amalia sounds right to me. But uh, And Vanessa Decker. So Amalia is a director of uh, Fangoria's 2022 Chainsaw Awards and Death Sember. Death Sember is a, uh, um, what's the word when there's lots of different shorts? Anthology. Anthology. Man, I knew it started with an A and I was like, analogy. That's not right. 
Um, it's yeah, it's, it's an anthology, so I don't know if she directed one segment or many segments, or mm. maybe she directed the wraparound. I really don't know. I was gonna put that on for a Christmas episode, and I looked at it, and I was like, two and a half hours. No, sir. <laughs> I already don't like doing anthologies because they're so hard to review. They really are, unless you don't mind spoiling them. Yeah, but then, then it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, so Amelia and Vanessa Decker, who is uh, Bloody Disgusting's host of the Hello Horror, Hello Horror, which is, I believe is a podcast, right? I honestly have no idea. Um, and she's an influencer under the name uh, Horror Vixen. It's a YouTube show, looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, they're combining their talents to create a workout experience that blends heart-pounding fitness routines with the spine-dingling suspense of vintage '80s horror. 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 Uh, the slasher size DVD series. Is it really going to be on a DVD? Yes. Seemingly. All right. I just, it seems like most things just come out on Blu-ray or digital now. Right. I mean, if they're going to go old school, they should just VHS. VHS. Yeah. Of course, a lot of people don't have VHS players, I guess. Uh, the DVD series promises to, oh, it's going to be a series. Okay. Uh, promised to be combine all that is loved about 80s classic horror and fitness rolled into a full-fledged digital format exercise program. So, yeah, I mean, to look at this, you'd think it was like a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, people making some aerobicide or aerobicizing. Yeah. That's that's a thing, right? That's a name? Or that's a word? It sounds like it. Could be. Aerobic exercising. Yeah. Aerobicize. Yeah, aerobicize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to work. I had to work through that one. Um, I mean, it, it looks like like maybe they're. It's it's a. It looks like a movie about people filming like a fitness video, and then they get attacked by killers or you know horror. Uh, killer, yeah, horror killers. Um, but it's it's actually a, a, a fitness program video. Like on a, a real one where you can actually follow along and do the exercises. Uh, uh, Slasher size was conceived by Decker and Leah at the onset of the pandemic when at home exercise had its biggest resurgence since Jane Fonda donned spandex. Uh, this is an actual workout, like I mentioned, with the added motivation of 80s horror, synth wave, gore, camp, and scream queen hotties that leave the. the le- that leaves a user panting for more. Uh, features spooky set designs, celebrity cameos, and horror sketches, and a slasher named Meathead. Have you seen Meathead? I think I have. He's, he wears a shirt that says Meathead, and he has a stake for a face. <laughs> well, pretty literal with that one. Yep. <laughs> the DVD is available for pre-order. Now at slashersize.com, uh, and it will be released in March. So if you are into workout videos and you want to get your heart pumping uh, while you're attacked by Meathead. There's Meathead. Okay, yes, I did see this. <laughs> um, then uh, check this out, guys. Work your body while you work your... Fear. Sure. Yeah, I didn't really think that one through. Nope. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, so if you're not looking to work your body, but you're looking to work your mind, you might want to consider going on the first ever horror trivia game show. Okay, horror trivia. Got it. Uh, it's called... Almond? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> it's called Better Luck Than Chuck. Uh, not to be confused with Good Luck Chuck, starring Dane C- Cook. <laughs> Just in case you got confused. Uh, brought to you by Bloody Disgusting, The Line, and Scotchworthy Productions. Better Luck Than Chuck introduces the widow and her corpse of a husband, Charlie, our sarcastic and murderous hosts who invite horror fans into their basement for a chance to compete in a horror trivia contest, chock-a-bock full of creative categories. Uh-huh. Hair-raising challenges and an eerie, eerily good time. The grand prize winner of Better Luck Than Chuck gets a trip for themselves and one lucky guest to either Universal Orlando Resort or Universal Studios Hollywood. 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 Probably Hollywood because Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, I would, I would go to go to Hollywood. Yeah, because there's more to do. If you like, if you go to L.A., there's stuff to do. If you go to Orlando, there's the amusement park, and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if, if what I was gonna say, I, I don't think the city of Orlando is really like a destination spot. You could go check out a magic game, I guess. Sure. That's. <laughs> other than that, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, head to it's, someone from Florida is gonna leave us bad view. No, oh, fuck them. They're probably not going to spell it right either. <laughs> spell what? Florida or? Sure. Orlando? All of it. It? The, re- the review. They're not going to spell anything correctly in the review. Uh, if you think you got the chops, head to betterluckthanchuck.com to learn more about Better Luck Than Chuck and our hosts, The Widow and Charlie, and apply to become a contestant. Should we go? So I'm like, I don't know how the, is it? how this works because the, the hosts are cartoons okay losing interest <laughs> so do you like where is it filmed do you go to is there a set or is it like through zoom like what is what is the format here i don't know better luck than chuck also if we're doing horror game shows can we just bring back elevator with new hosts yeah definitely new hosts I know two people that would do it. Yeah. They're uh, good guys. Yeah. They're funny. They're handsome. Yeah. They know horror. And they're just all around good guys. Yeah. They're our buddies, Kevin and Matt. <laughs> uh, we're uh, filming takes place in Illinois. Illinois? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Um, filming will take place in March. So how does it work with the cartoon hosts? Um, That's the thing I don't get. A boat. What? A boat? A boat. It's filmed on a boat? A boat. Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't really say much about gameplay or anything like that. 
Okay, so you want a trip to Halloween Horror Nights. That's more specific than they said before. They just said you want a trip to Universal. Mm. I mean, if you're going to go, you might as well go then. Because Universal on its own, like out of season, or out of the Halloween season, it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the rides are there. The, the tram is there. Um, in the, you know, the back lot is there, obviously. But you don't get, like, the, the atmosphere. Even if you don't go on the the, the mazes, the, the atmosphere is still cool. Well, if you win a free trip, then you can use your own money to pay for the fast pass and get through all those ridiculous lines. There you go. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, that's it for horror business. Yep, that is it for horror business. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what I said. So guess what, guys? What? Tell me. We're going to talk about some movies now. On to the reviews. Okay, so we've picked two movies. That uh, they're smaller movies and didn't have a lot of fanfare. So you may have not even heard of them. That's true. Um, which one do you want to start with, Taylor? Uh, let's start with As We Know It. Hey. Dude, what the hell? I've been trying to get a hold of you for days. Look who it is. Shmemily. I just stopped to talk to James. Is he here? Yeah, no, unfortunately, James is no longer with us. You mean to tell me the entire time you've been holed up here, you haven't once turned on the news? The news? What started out as a soy milk recall one week ago has ballooned into a full-scale outbreak across the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, oh, 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 dear mother of God. Okay, we are witnessing an attack here. Um, it appears that a jogger is being attacked by a gardener. <laughs> Ain't you... Normal Tuesday, is it? We're gonna do something. I'm not doing anything. You should probably get out of town with everything that's going on. Are you kidding me? Shoot, I've got that cable TV man coming today. Well, I, I guess you could just, like, I don't know, reschedule? No. That flip-flop wearing mother... He kept me on hold for three and a half hours. Oh, I hate that. Bro, is it hot in here or is it me? Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, wow. Is he infected? Oh, ah. God. Ah. Run. Ah. Shut it. Oh, God. That's the worst STD I've ever seen. Maybe they come up with a cure. Or maybe they just... Hit the big red button on us. You think they'd really do that? That's what I would do. It's dark. I'm really dark, dude. Okay, uh, as we know it, um, I guess it did come out this year. Uh, last year. Last year. Sure. Didn't come out in the last week. Oh, yeah, I guess it does. I, I'm still getting used to it. 2024, buddy. It 
takes me like a full month <laughs> to to reset. I for me, it's kind of like a bell curve where like the first week or so, I'm like, oh, 2024. Remember that 2024, of mm-hmm. course. And then I'm I get lackadaisical, and all of a sudden I'm like 23. Oh, nope, 24. Yeah. And then I finally remember again. I think the latest in the year I've ever done that was probably like late March. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, last year, uh, but just, I think probably in the last month or so, um, uh, this is a zombie comedy for, you know, to, to simplify it. November looks like November. Okay. Um, directed by John, sorry, Josh Monkarsh. Um, there are, a handful of familiar faces in this. Uh, for me, one being Oliver Cooper, who I've seen in a couple of different things. He plays uh, the best friend. Then Taylor Black. Bruce! <laughs> um, Taylor Blackwell, who was like the uh, the girlfriend. Um, Do you remember Resident Alien? No. it's a good one. She looked familiar to me, but I looked at her IMDb and didn't recognize. I mean, there were things I recognized, but not things I actually watched. Right there, so I really don't know what I recognize her from. If I recognize her from, maybe she just looks like somebody else. I don't know. She does kind of have a look that I feel like a lot of other people. I have. think that's what it is. Yeah, and I I can't even put my thumb on who exactly she looks like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she looked oh, really. She was on Crazy Ex Girlfriend, hmm. but that was a long. That was she was like that was nine years ago. She was like fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I recognized her, and I could not think of why, and I realized it was on Resident Alien, but she looked way different. She had, like, green hair. <laughs> Mike Castle, the main guy, he looked really familiar to me, and now that I'm looking at his IMDb for the first time, I'm realizing it was from a show called Bruise Brothers on Netflix. It was about two brothers who owned a brewery. Oh. That's what I recognize him from. Then, then we've also got Chris Parnell in uh, Pam Greer. <laughs> in supporting role. Um, so this movie takes place in the late 90s. Doesn't say specifically when, but, you know, the late 90s, they're all kind of a blur. It's like, I think that probably from like 97 to 99, it was kind of, they could all just be one year. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the early 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, I was scrolling through Instagram earlier today and uh, just some, I don't think it's even an account I follow, just, you know, one of the recommended for you. Sure. Things. Yeah. It was showing uh high school in the early two thousands and just showing kids like, it looked like probably like a, maybe like the end of the year video that they shot or something and just seeing the styles. And it's like, I've I seen, I don't know if it's, a, I don't think it's like that video. Cause I think the one I saw, I saw said in the nineties, so it must be tailored to our ages. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I um, saw it. It was so familiar looking that I, mm-hmm. there were a couple kids in the video that I could have sworn like I <laughs> you're like kids I was in high school with. Um, it's a bunch of dudes with fucking sugar ray hair and yep, bleach blonde hair, polo shirts with the collars popped, puka shell necklaces. Yep, yep. American Eagle shorts, or not shorts, uh, jeans, or Abercrombie, depending on where the, where their social class was. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, this takes place in the late 90s. Um, starts out, and 
in the Hollywood Hills, we see Chris Parnell playing a local reporter, uh, Ted Summers, reporting on a an outbreak that has started, uh, a, a virus that has been spawned from Agnes's uh, soy milk, which is apparently very popular. Apparently. Um, and it's co- like it's very nonspecific at first. Like if you don't know what kind of movie this is, you know, like it, this doesn't give anything away. Mm-hmm. They're saying you know a, a virus has been spreading. You think like salmonella or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's taking the the Hollywood Hills or uh, the Los Angeles Los area. Angeles area. You know, by storm. That that sounds like a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, he's, he's, you know the spread thing spreading like wildfire, and uh, he said it's particularly bad here in the Hollywood Hills. Um, and that's when we see uh, Bruce. It, yep. <laughs> uh, Bruce, he's riding up to uh, a house, um, and he gets stopped by by Ted, saying, "Sir, uh, you know, are you? Do you feel safe out here riding your bike alone?" Oh, he was in burying the X. Who? Oliver Cooper. Was he? Yep. Oh, okay. He was the like. The, the goofy best friend. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's his lot in life, I guess, because the thing I recognized him from was a, I think it was a Stars. No, it was a, it was a Prime show. It was Red Oaks. Okay. Um, he was the goofy best friend in that, too. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's, uh, he said, Are you, do you feel safe out here riding your bike alone? And, you know, e- even at this point, you still don't know exactly what's going on. Um and he says, yeah, you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, He's like, this is a BMX bike. He's <laughs> like, but I got to go check on my boy. Um, and uh, so he goes up to this house, and his boy is James, a, uh, a an author, a novelist, who has had one successful book and is working on his next one. Yeah, Trains in Space. Trains in Space. Um, and uh, working on his next book. It must have been pretty damn successful. This is a nice fucking house in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, it looks like he shares it. Like, it's like a duplex or something that he shares with Pam Greer. You're right. But even still, like, if you would have a similar house in the Hollywood Hills nowadays. Two million? Well, I'm talking like rent. Oh. Probably about five, six, seven thousand dollars. Insane. Um, Anyway, J- uh, so James is, uh, yeah, he's, he's an author. He's, he's working on his next book, but wouldn't you know it, his girlfriend of, what, five years um, has broken up with him, and now he just can't get even get out of bed. So Bruce is coming to check on him, and you think he's just kind of a, a wellness check, but I mean, well, I guess it, it in effect is because he says, you know, when he finally lets him in the house, he says, have you, do you not know what's going on? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? It's like, you haven't watched the news, uh, you know, in between, or he says the news is something that people watch in between viewings of star Wars and blade runner. Yeah. What have you been doing? Watching star Wars and blade runner. <laughs> um, and, uh, he's, and so he, I don't think, He's like, look outside, and this is when we see Ted Summer still reporting. He's like, oh, okay, so we're seeing what we're seeing here is is a, a a jogger who's been infected, 
And now he's attacking what I believe is a, a landscaper. And so that's that's when we get the full reveal that this is a zombie movie. And actually, uh, Bruce, he says there are fucking zombies out there. There's a zombie virus going out or going around. Which is one of the rare times you actually hear people using the word zombie. Yeah, we're not using the Z word. <laughs> um, so, anyway. They, you know, he's just, Bruce is trying to both, like, say, we got to get out of here. We, we've got to go to Seattle. Because <laughs> I've heard Seattle. Yeah, everybody is, wants to go to Seattle. Yeah. I don't know quite why. But that's all Californians come to Seattle. That's <laughs> just what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess this was the late 90s, so a lot of people were relocating. But, I mean, apparently Seattle was a safe place, like, because it seemed to be... Like, it sounded like it, it was, like, pretty much centered in L.A. So I'm like, oh, why, uh, why can't they just go to, like, Sacramento? Like, why why all the way to Seattle? Yeah, don't go to Sacramento. <laughs> I'd rather just stay in L.A. <laughs> and undead L.A. is better than a live Sacramento. Yeah. Um. Uh. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So he's basically just trying to convince James to that you know the urgency of getting out of here, getting away from L.A. You know, going to Seattle. That's the dream. He very eventually talks him into it. Uh, they pack up and leave the house, and they get in James' uh, Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, His family truckster. Yeah. And it won't turn on. And they, he realizes, he sees a hose sticking out of his gas tank, so he realizes somebody has siphoned his gas. It's like, why would somebody do that? It's like, have you not, you're, it's like, well, there's a zombie virus going around. Gas is like $2 a gallon. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. You too, poor naive too, bastards. Too, yeah, to be young again. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I every once in a while, I drive by this gas station that I stopped at pretty much every day when I was driving to, to college. Um, and I just have these flashbacks of gas costing like a dollar 80 and being like, Oh, that's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the brief, brief summer. I think it was summer when gas was 99 cents a gallon. Yeah. What, what was that about? I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I do remember that. What the, why did that happen? I don't know, but it was glorious. Wow. And it's like, you know, you always uh, get like a new gas station that opens and they always sell like discount gas for two weeks. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it's cool is where I live. It's, I mean, you could practice, you could basically walk to, you know, over the county line and it's into Indian, like tribal lands. Um, and there's a gas station there and the, not only is the sales tax lower, the gas tax is lower. And then again, it being on tribal land. They're not subject to the same kind of taxes. So gas is like six, seven cents cheaper than pretty much anywhere oh, else. Oh, I, I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, dude, gas is not over $6. No. You're overpaying. You know, it's funny. Though, it's like, I, it's like the, because the gas is so much cheaper, it's always crowded. And so it's just like, God, do I really want to sit in that line? Yeah. <laughs> How much gas am I going to burn sitting here waiting for my next turn or my, waiting for my turn? Anyway, so they're like, all right, well, I guess we should go inside and watch Waterworld. <laughs> On Laserdisc, right? <laughs> Man, I hadn't seen a Laserdisc in so fucking long. I can't believe they actually had a Laserdisc machine. 
or laser disc, laser disc player that still worked. I like the setup too because he's got like a big, you know, um, CTR TV. Not, mm. not even a big one, like a, maybe 20 inch or something. If that, yeah. <laughs> and Bruce is just like, why didn't you use all that money to buy a better TV? And he's like, because I fear change. And then he pulls out the laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch movies on laser disc? Never have. Oh, I uh, only saw a couple. My friend had, had one, or I should say his dad did. Um, and I remember the first time I watched Jurassic Park was on Laserdisc. <laughs> first time I watched Jurassic Park was in the theater. It was <laughs> the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Yeah. I think the... Actually, no, I don't think that's true. I think the first movie I saw in the theater may have been Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Maybe. The first movie I can ever remember seeing in the theater was Terminator 2. Hmm. And I remember... Uh, I think both those movies came out in 96, right? Terminator 2? No, Nightmare Before Christmas and Jurassic Park. Oh, no. Jurassic Park was like 93. Okay, so it must have been Jurassic Park then. Um, yeah. I remember going to see Terminator 2, and this is when they still showed a lot of double features. Or not so much double features, but you could pay for two movies, and you, they they'd play in the same theater. Oh, they both came out in 93, so they did come out in the same year. I was just wrong about the year. Is... I wouldn't have guessed that Nightmare Before Christmas was that old. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, they were playing a double feature, Terminator 2 and Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead was a 3D movie, and I didn't understand that concept. It's like, oh, 3D glasses. I can wear this while I'm watching Terminator. And obviously, <laughs> that was not a 3D movie. And you threw up all over the place. Well, no, this wasn't the polarized lenses. It was the, the red and blue ones. Oh, okay. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm wearing them. It's like me, my dad, and my brother. Like I put the glasses on. I'm like I don't, I don't get the 3D <laughs> thing. He's like, this isn't a 3D movie. That's for the next. Take movie. those off. You look like an idiot. <laughs> we did not stay for Freddy's Dead, alas. Yeah. Uh, which was, in hindsight, not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so they're watching. Uh, um, Waterworld. Waterworld and... Which is a uh, biographical film about Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, they, they they go on for quite a bit about how Kevin Costner is one of the greatest actors ever. A lot of this opening scene felt improvised. It did. Um, but the problem with that was is that it wasn't very funny. Right. <laughs> um, it's like the jo- they were making jokes... But it's like it's nothing that I like laughed at, you know. Yeah, it didn't like it didn't feel like you know. And a lot of times in TV shows and movies and stuff, when something is improvised, you can kind of tell. But it still like flows with the story. Mm-hmm. This kind of just felt like they were bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At one point, they say that like you know, uh, Waterworld's like what two and a half hours and. You know, it could really stand to be about, like nine, you know, like eight, or was it nine hours? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, says, you know, but it almost felt like they were trying to make the other one laugh. Kinda, yeah, kind of. <clears throat> um, so they, I mean, a lot of stuff happens, and you know, this movie takes place pretty much entirely inside this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it. It made me think a lot about Shaun of the Dead if they never left Shaun's apartment. Yeah. 
Like there's a lot of similarities story-wise to Shaun of the Dead. Yes. The the friend, the like the you know, the schlubby friend, the ex-girlfriend, the guy trying to get back together with the ex-girlfriend, and she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um speaking of the girlfriend, I mean, after they've been here at the house for a, a few hours, uh the ex-girlfriend Emily Shmemily. Shm- I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> Uh, she stops by and she says that her and her friends are going to Seattle. <laughs> Everyone's going to Seattle. Um, and uh, she just felt like she needed to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, which means she wants the D. <laughs> she wants that severance dick. Yeah. <laughs> just a farewell fuck. Breakup sex. Um, which, man, breakup sex? There's nothing like it. <laughs> I tell you. Um, anyway, but, uh, so yeah, she's saying goodbye and like, while she's in there talking, you know, they, they, they kind of start to get into it. It's like, you know, why'd you do this to me? That kind of stuff. And while she's in there talking to him, you know, basically digging into him for being, you know, immature and it's like, you know, how can you be like this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, her friends are outside sitting in the car and suddenly they start getting attacked by zombies and they, while they're getting attacked by zombies, they drive off. So now they're all stuck in the house. Uh, Emily is obviously very upset. She's like, I should never should have come here. Um, but, you know, they make the best of it. Um, and uh, I'm trying to... There's a lot of things that happen, but I don't really know if they're worth mentioning. I think we need to talk about Rory. Do we? Okay. <laughs> so while they're... Rory Gabagool. <laughs> So while they're um, watching Waterworld and having their conversation about how it could stand to be longer, uh, they said that, you know, the snacks they have are not going to last. And so we need to order some food. Like, there's nobody's going to be open right now. So they call Aber- was Abracadabra. Yeah. Wasn't anything clever. Just, yeah. just Abracadabra. Abracadabra, wings, and uh, kebabs. <laughs> Um, and they order 100 wings. And so now we're just waiting for 55 burgers, 55 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we need to need like what, 50. No, no. A hundred wings. Uh, just like, okay. Yeah. Give us about an hour. He's like, is it possible to order them without the kebabs? <laughs> like whatever you want, honey. <laughs> this woman is so put out by having to be open. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we're the only place that's still open. I think she even says like the only place dumb enough to still be open yeah. or something like that. Um, of all the places they call too, like he op- literally opens the yellow book. Yeah, that's another yellow, thing. yellow pages. He uses the yellow pages, doesn't look it up online because you know this is the late nineties. It's yeah, the internet's still in its infancy. Yeah, it's you know you got like AOL, right? Which... <laughs> Keyword hot wings, right? Um. Anyway, so uh, you know, after Emily's shown up, we uh, hear the doorbell ring, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's Rory, the delivery guy. Who's just got the weirdest head? <laughs> I mean, like, I—he was—he's probably the funniest part of the movie because he's got this really thick New York accent. Yeah, he sounds like uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like a really thick, like Long Island accent. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, he apparently he he knows Bruce because they worked at Subway together. Yep. Uh, 
And, you know, he's telling him, he's like, oh, Bruce used to make these uh, sandwiches weren't even on the menu. He had his own he, secret menu. He was an he artist. Had a, he had his own secret menu. <laughs> ah. That's terrible. <laughs> That's my impression of Liz Lemon doing an impression of Ray Romano. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, Bruce invites Rory to hang out and stay. And watch Waterworld. Yeah. So they're all sitting around the table eating wings, and suddenly Rory he's, he's just telling stories about his you know being a delivery boy, and I feel like yeah, like every delivery guy's got some story about delivering to an orgy. Yeah, uh, it's like oh yeah, I you know I delivered a pizza to this gal, and she answered the the door completely naked, and then she wanted to fuck me, but I was like no, I gotta work. <laughs> you know, totally fake. But, yeah, I uh, know. He says he he goes to this house. And to, he's delivering to an orgy, and the host actually involve, invites him in, and he starts taking part of the orgy. Which I think an orgy with chicken wings, this is Frank Reynolds, right? <laughs> orgy. <laughs> you gotta take off this mask, his beak is interfering with my nosh. <laughs> Half of these people aren't even wearing masks. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um... So okay, yeah. So they're they're eating wings and or and Rory is talking about how he just went vegetarian. Yeah, vegetarian or vegan? Vegan, one of the two. Either way, he's not eating meat anymore. And Bruce is just like, man, it's the end of the world, you know. YOLO. Yeah, he's like in, indulge. So he picks up a wing, starts eating, and he starts. And they make a, a point to show him dipping it in ranch. Yeah, he even points out that it's ranch and not blue cheese. Yeah, and so it's like. Okay. It's like, so this virus originated from soy milk. And to my knowledge, they don't make ranch out of soy milk. Uh, as far as I know. Um, so that was my first thought too, is it was somehow the milk was in the ranch. Right. So he's dipping, yeah, and he eats it, and within a minute, he starts talking about how he has got an upset stomach. So he goes to the bathroom, and he is just sweating bullets. So they do make soy milk ranch. Really? Yeah. Okay. But there was no point of there was there was no there was not a point being made that this was ranch with soy milk, right? And it's, it's funny that the soy milk is popular enough to have completely like taken over the, the LA area. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like Bruce talks about how like that's all he used to drink was soy milk, and he tried to drink regular milk and started shitting his brains out. Yeah, but Seattle has all kinds of alternate alternatives, right? Milks. Hemp milk. Um, anyway, so Rory's in the bathroom and we, I mean, as the audience know what's going on, he's turning into a, a zombie. He's sweating bullets and he starts to get really veiny and his skin starts to get like decrepit. And then he, and one eye gets like kind of milky. Um, and he's like, soy milky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's like, what the hell ha- was happening to me? And he comes ki- busting out of the bathroom wearing James's robe. And she's like, are you wearing my fucking robe? Did you take a fucking shower? <laughs> he's like, I'm sweating my ass off. And he's, and he's like scratching at this wound on his chest. And Bruce is like, oh my God. He, or James is like, oh my God, he's infected. And Bruce is like, uh, Brory, did you drink any of the soy milk? And he's like, wait, did you get bit at that orgy? Um, or he says, he says, did you fuck a zombie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he asked him like, it had to fight through zombies when he was delivering. 
He's like, you sure none of those zombies bit you? And then he's like, you see the wound on his chest, and he's like kind of scratching at it. He's like, did you get bit at that orgy? Did you fuck a zombie? Uh, and that's when he kind of just goes feral. fully turns, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so there, there's a lot of this stuff going on. Like I said, it's it's all takes place in the house. Uh, I think this really could have stood to have like at least one more location. Um, his neighbor is Pam Greer. We see her for a collective two minutes. minutes yeah. Yeah. Um, and her asshole bird. <laughs> Big sexy. Tit fucker. <laughs> Big sexual. <laughs> um, anyway. I mean, that, that, without getting into kind of how the, the, the story ultimately starts to play out, I'll, I'll leave it there, but. Yeah, like Taylor said, a lot of this movie seemed improvised. Whether it was or not, you know, it, it's hard hard to say. But mm-hmm. based on the um, blooper reel that runs through the credits, I feel like that kind of shows that it, a lot of it was. That's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, to their credit, they were trying. They were really trying, and like I think maybe a, a maybe a different kind of person would have thought the jokes were funny. But they, for me, just weren't landing. I, I didn't... I, it was a comedy movie, and I didn't... I think I laughed once. <laughs> I am almost confident that I laughed once, and it was at the reveal of Bruce's last name. I think that was the only <laughs> I time I laughed. That was pretty funny, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure the time I laughed was probably something Bruce said. And it was... When I say I laughed, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was watching it. And I was like, "This is a horror comedy," but it's really neither. Yeah, it's like the the zombies were minimal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the zombies look pretty classic. I mean, there's not. I don't really have a complaint about how the zombies looked. They no. actually looked pretty good. Yep, but they were so few and far between. That that's it's... like when you're saying you know they could have used a second location. Like that's a big part of zombie movies is traveling. To a location, and that's when you encounter most of the zombies. Right. And we don't really get that in this. Yeah, it's like, even if they were in the car trying to get out of town and they couldn't, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I, we're, maybe not enough, but that's something. Yeah. Um, to add interest to it, because it, it's hard to make a single location film. Mm-hmm. And... And it's not like there's like zombies outside trying to get in, like in Night of the Living Dead, you know, when they're knocking on the door and stuff. Right. The only zombie we see them actually encounter is rory yeah well no i guess yeah that's true there is one later um and uh yeah man it's it's like i feel like it like like a a funny good zombie movie was just like right under the surface they just needed to to dig it up a little more (laughs) yeah um i mean like as i was watching it it's like man I, i i want to like this more it's just not yeah really exactly landing. um but i mean you know technically speaking it was very nice the location that they were in was nice um like the the, the zombies looked good um and you know the story was pretty pretty worn it's not not necessarily a very original story like i mentioned it's very similar to Shaun of the dead um, but you know, it's a relatively good story. Yeah. It's just the 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 delivery was off. 
It just didn't seem fleshed out enough. Yeah. Not trying to make zombie puns, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, I didn't have any skin in the game, obviously, but I, I was rooting for it, and it just didn't really pan out. Yeah. Um, like, the acting was well enough. Yeah, you know? yeah, like the said, acting was fine. It did feel like at times that they were trying to just kind of bounce ideas off each other or make the other one laugh or some kind of, um, you know, bet or something. Right. Like, um, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel ham-fisted or like they were, you know not good actors like they yeah see like executed well enough when you're making a movie you know in my vast experience when you're making a movie you shoot at least one take of them saying the script then if the scene warrants it then you shoot another take of them improvising if if you want yeah um and that's usually a mix of the two is usually the sweet spot. Um, but yeah, it seemed like a lot of this, they took just the improvis- improvisational scenes and went with that rather than like testing it out. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, the script could have been like, they banter about Waterworld. Like, and that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. You can't. That's a writing problem. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know what this, uh, these writers have, have done before. Like the director was one of the writers and then two others. One of them was additional crew on burn notice. I see that. <laughs> additional crew on a lot of things. I see a script and continuity. Let's see. Writer. Uh, as we know it, Supermansion, never forget a complete ripoff. Eskimo Valhalla and the assistant. Eskimo Valhalla. <laughs> the other one, first credit. As we know it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of experience as a script coordinator, which you would think would have helped out more than it did. Um, anyway, it's like, I feel bad bad mouthing it because it was put together pretty well. Just what it was trying to do didn't really serve it all that well. Like you said, like the, the basic idea was good and it was executed okay but it just like it just wasn't it wasn't fleshed out enough it wasn't fulfilled to its potential it fell flat (laughs) yeah to use a commonly used phrase i see like a lot of shorts on these writers credits yeah and so it does kind of feel like this was a short film that got stretched out or maybe just their experience as short film writers they don't tend to flesh out those scenes yes you know just shoot something silently and have the actor say apples, oranges, apples, oranges. Yeah. So it looks like they're talking. <laughs> um, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, rhubarb, rhubarb. <laughs> um, but I mean, that, I guess that's kind of all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just sit here and shit on it. Cause I do think that there, there was potential here. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this would work a lot better as a short. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, if they would have maybe... It's not a long movie either. It's like an hour and 24, including credits. Right. So it, it's not like, you know, it, there's dreadful parts where it's just like, oh my God, get on with it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's. I found myself more than once sitting there thinking, like, when does this get going? Like the whole Waterworld scene, like I, I'm like, I know these are jokes. I, I can tell this is being played for laughs. Yeah, but I'm not laughing. Right. Yeah, and that was pretty much most of the movie. It's disappointing. Yeah. Um. It's like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Um. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. It, the makeup makeup effects on the zombies were, like you said, they were good if minimal. I would have liked to see some like more gore. You yeah. Know, we see the scene you're talking about with the landscaper getting attacked. We see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we see him get his his leg bit into. But I would like to see more, you know, flesh biting and ripping. Yeah, even like the stuff the, I expect from a zombie movie. Yeah, even the the one zombie attack that you're kind of up close and personal with, even that wasn't that major. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the zombies looked, you know, good. Um, and there was a good story there. Somewhere. Uh, you know, good, good, uh, foundation. Just didn't really fulfill potential, I think. And, um, you know, the acting was good enough. And if there was a lot of improv, you know, I give them credit because they did, it's like, there wasn't, there wasn't like dead space, you know. Right. Which probably would have gotten edited out anyway. But, um. What do you, what do you know about prairie oysters? Is that a real thing? Apparently it is. I looked it up. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be a hangover cure, but yeah, yeah. Bruce has this uh, hangover cure called pure, uh, Prairie Oysters that supposedly James Bond drinks. He says James Bond drinks it, but like I don't recall ever seeing James Bond drink that in a movie. And if he's talking about a specific actor, he never actually says. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a raw egg. Uh, Tabasco. It's like Worcester. Worcester. Shire. (laughs) Sauce. Yeah. (laughs) Which Uh, somehow I knew what it was. So I must have seen this before because when he was making it, like you don't see the bottle of Worcester. But I was, but I knew what it was. Worcestershire. Yeah. (laughs) Is that not what I said? What'd you hear? <laughs> uh, a reputation closely associated with a sophisticated drinker from James Bond to Audrey Hepburn. Okay. I mean, like, I have not seen all the James Bond movies. So <laughs> maybe he drinks it in one of those. Or maybe in one of the books. Who knows? Apparently in, in Fewer Ball, he drinks it. In what? Fewer Ball? Fewer Ball? Yeah, that's what it says. Fewer, fewer Ball. That's fireball. Why is it spelled like that? It's German. <laughs> well, Fuhrer is a German word. <laughs> and it looks like that. So, Oh, um, Gomez drinks one in Adam's Family Values. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Or he, I, makes, I, he makes one for the baby. Yes, I do remember that. Um and I've seen a lot of people make these like raw egg. You know, usually they have a little bit of booze in it, but this one didn't. Yeah. Like they put some beer or some vodka or something in it. Because it's supposed to be a hangover cure, and the best hangover cure is more booze. Hair of the dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it's supposed to be protein, a little bit of, you know, 
spice to kind of kickstart you a little bit and then a little bit of booze to take the edge off. A little bit of Worcestershire. Close enough. <laughs> um, Refax. <laughs> dude, like, I, I cannot just voluntarily say that incorrectly. <laughs> I have to really think about it, which makes it all the more impressive that he can just belt it out yeah. in command. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that's the uh, the prairie oyster. Anyway, um, they drink them multiple times. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah. The movie just it unfortunately left a lot t- t- to be desired. I guess um, it it had the potential to be a lot better than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna give a. Kind of between a four and a five. Mm. <laughs> um, eh, I'll go five. Uh, I was between a four and a three. Oh, really? Uh, so I'll go four. Okay. Well, this is available on all VOD platforms. If you do want to check it out, it's, you know, it's four bucks. So it's not a huge investment. Yeah. And maybe a different kind of person would like this more. Yeah, I mean, if this is more your comedy, if you like, uh, you know, kind of maybe drier comedy, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at its heart, it's... it's if you fucking love Kevin Costner. <laughs> at its heart, it's a buddy comedy with, you know, with a, a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a rom com hey, no. I hate that term. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, yeah, next, uh, yeah, we're gonna go from the uh, nice and lighthearted to the the fucking dark ass uh, pig killer. I love this song. That skag is cut light. All right, so take it easy tonight. Who's that guy? That's this guy. That's Piggy's powwow, baby. Wait, that is him? Oh, Willie. It was a good party, though. I'll give him that. I hear things get a little strange. The chicks come in, and they don't come out. She works down here. I've seen her around before. When was the last time? What's it worth? 30 women have gone missing from Esau. Last I saw her, she was getting into Piggy's truck. Call me Piggy. <laughs> Piggy? So stinking here. That's Balthazar. I changed my mind. Piggy? Real weird fella. He has a pig farm, throws raves, partying on a pig farm. Can you imagine? Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Pippin. You had to told me about your amazing parties. You are the best host with the most. Nothing puts him on like the Pigman. You're Roderick Willem Pickman? I'm David, his brother. Did he hit something? He's always running into something. Oh, my God. Sooner or later, you're going to have to own up to them feelings, and I'll mom messed you up. She done broke you like me, brother. Hey. Nobody's like your mama. <laughs> Why do you throw parties for strangers? I mean, you know, I, I want to give the world fun, bring some joy into this world, you know? 
All right, so Pig Killer, uh, IMDb lists 2022 as a release date, but I'm pretty sure this just came out. Um, holy fuck, that's a lot of release dates. Uh, also, November for internet release. Uh, written and directed by Chad Farron, who, of course, is related to Bobby Farron. Um, probably not. <laughs> Bobby McFerrin. Is it McFerrin? Yes. I thought it was just Farron. Anyway. Yes, one of those, you know, black Irishmans. <laughs> black Irish, that's a thing. Right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is based on the true story of Robert William Picton, also known as the pig farmer killer or the butcher. Uh, a Canadian serial killer, rapist, and pig farmer, and possible cannibal. Rapist wit. Uh, yeah. Um, Almond. <laughs> swear to God. I'm going to take those and throw them out the fucking window. Um, so in this movie, Robert Picton is played by Jake Busey. Yep. Robert Picton looks absolutely nothing like Jake Busey. Jake Busey looks absolutely nothing like Robert Picton. Not a single bit. Uh, There is an actor who looks a lot like this, and I can't think of who he is or what he's from, but I can picture him in my mind. We're probably thinking about the same actor. Probably. Uh, But in this, uh, Jake Busey actually plays, uh, IMDb just says Willie. I think his name is Roderick Parkman. It's it's not Robert Picton. Wait, what? The character's name is not Robert Picton. It's I think it's Roderick Parkman. Oh, really? I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, I know it was Roderick. But I know it, that they changed the names of everyone else because is you know they they say all the names of victims were changed. Right. Yeah, so, but you would think they would keep his name. One would. But think. Yeah, I know the first name was Roderick, but everyone just calls him Willie or Piggy. Right. And Willie actually was Robert Picton's nickname. Okay, I know I know it was his middle name, but um, so he lives and works on this farm. And when we're first introduced to him, he's at a bar, and he's got these flyers for this big party that he does at his farm called the the Piggy Powwow, and he hears this these two people talking and you know, he kind of looks back and he notices that the girl is rather attractive. So he kind of starts eyeballing her. Is this the guy you're thinking of? Yes. Who is that? David Yuri. Who is he? What's he from? I know him from breaking bad. Okay. Yeah. But he's been in other things. Yeah. That's, that's, that's him. He looks more like Robert Picton yeah. than Jake Busey. Um, it's like, did you need a familiar face or, you know, familiar name or something? And you went with Jake Busey? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Luke Temple is also in this. He he plays Jake Busey's brother, which actually I think is pretty good casting. Like they look like they could be brothers. Sure. Yeah. And Michael, um, Michael Pare too. Oh yeah. As the the detective. Mm -hmm. Detective Opal. Uh, and also Ginger Lynn, right, the uh, porn star from the 1980s who plays uh, Willie's mother. Still pulling her tits out. Yep, her pussy too. Oh, it's right. Did you, was yours blurred? No. Where did you watch this? Amazon. 
Huh. I watched it on Google and it was not. I kept waiting to see, because like at the very beginning you see tits and I'm just like, yeah. I was just like, is, is this what Tony's talking about or is there something later? So the part where he's, these little bit of spoilers, the part where he's sawing through the hooker mm-hmm. was blurred. Nope. Um, Ginger Lynn's pussy was blurred. Nope. Um, when that were hooker's the, blown, were, were the dicks blurred? Yes. Huh. So it's like <laughs> it's like I feel like I was robbed, but at the same time I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I find it funny that the dicks were blurred because I don't think those were real dicks. I mean, from what I saw, what I, what I could make out from behind the blur, it didn't look real. They were very pink. <laughs> hey, pink dicks. <laughs> yeah, so he, he starts driving through like the, you know, skid row of the whatever city this is. And he, he picks up a very talkative prostitute <laughs> played by Bai Ling. Weird casting. I mean, it's like, sure, but why? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this might be a spoiler, actually. I mean, I'd say it's like, oh, you could, you know, easily see what happens just if you're based on history, but this actually doesn't follow what happened very closely at all. Yeah. Yeah, he gives her some drugs, some kind of weird snifter, you know, thing. She's like taking hits off it repeatedly, and uh, then they get to, they get to the farm, and she like freaks out when this big old pig comes up to the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is a giant pig. Yeah, like he was standing next to it, and it like came up almost to his chest. Yeah, and there was there was a real pig that they used. But then also a very clearly <laughs> yeah, animatronic head. Or, I mean, I don't even know if it was animatronic. It looked pretty uh, stationary. You only see it from, like, the, you know, chest area up. So yeah. my thought was Puppet. His name is Balthazar. Right. But yeah, she freaks out. And so he finally, like, you know, picks her up and carries her to his trailer that he lives in. And, uh, you know, things proceed to go south. And... She, her whole thing is that the, she doesn't want the pig to watch. Right. Which, like, okay. Like, I don't like it when my dog's in there either, so. <laughs> yeah, like, just, but just, like, kick the pig out. I don't know why he was so intent on letting the pig watch. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, we share everything. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but that was, that was the sentiment. And then, like, while he's banging her, she, like, turns into his mom Yep. And and apparently he was uh, assaulted by his mom. Yep. And they really kind of gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, there's like, every time he's banging a woman, he sees his mom. And so you get the impression from that, and then his brother, David, says it very briefly, like kind of in passing. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh yeah, you know, one Christmas I got a boom box, and my mom sexually assaulted my brother. And like, <laughs> something you just throw into conversation. Right. Um, oh, I, I watched this this morning and I feel like I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it's, it does that. 
because there's not really a lot that happens. But it's two hours long. Exactly. It's a lot of nothing. There was no reason whatsoever for this to be over two hours long. No, there really wasn't. This movie could have been a lot shorter. It could have been as, as short as as we know it. And it probably would have been more entertaining because it would have been more condensed. Yeah. Uh, but so this this woman from the bar that he saw, they were making eyes at each other. She goes home and does some hair on and does, as you do. does too much hair on. As you do. <laughs> as one does, from what I hear. Have you ever heard David Cross's bit about heroin? I don't think so, no. He's like, you know, there's a lot of drugs where like, you can, you know, take a hit of weed and go out and go shopping or you can do a quick little toot and go about your day. A little, little toot toot. He's like, no one does heroin on the way out the door. <laughs> he goes, you got to clear your calendar. Yeah. He, he says, you know, oh, let's see. I got to go to the grocery store. Uh, I got to, you know, stop and get this thing. And I, I'll just do some quick heroin real quick. And then, you know, once I'm at the grocery store, I'll, I'll get some bread and then just... <laughs> oh no <laughs> I've never done heroin so I don't know how true that is but it's hilarious every representation I've seen of somebody doing heroin looks like fits that, that, fits yeah. that yeah. so I gotta assume there's some truth to it yeah so she ODs her name is Wendy um, there's like this whole side story of Wendy that really has nothing to do with Robert until, it's so until it comes back around. Yeah, we like we really didn't need any of her story. No. She she ODs on heroin. Her dad comes in and you know is like giving her uh CPR while her stepmom is just being a bitch. It's like I oh, just let her die. So her stepmom's just like uh, like doing her nails. Like when, when she's in the hospital and the doctor is talking to her dad and her mom is literally like do checking her nails in the background. Just like, yeah, well, you know, she might not make it through the night. No, well, you know, these, these things happen. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's her stepmom. Yes. Yeah. Did I not say that? You said mom. So, oh, I don't know if you said stepmom before, but I thought I did. But and then she's talking to the doctor and it's just like, did you check her for AIDS? <laughs> she sleeps with a lot of men. Yeah. And the guy's like, we did a, a full blood workout, you know, and there, there was there was no diseases of any kind found. She's like, you might want to check again. <laughs> and the doctor's was like. I'm going to go. Yeah, he's like, I got rounds. <laughs> he's like, your daughter's going to be just fine. And she's like, whoa, hey, whoa, daughter, no. <laughs> don't put that evil on me. I don't claim that, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so her her uh, gay best friend, her gay best friend, that's a Patton Oswalt bit, um, he comes in and like feeds her gummy bears. <laughs> Um, we find out that Robert and David are selling the farm and, uh, they yeah, got, they've been selling it off in like parcels. Yeah. So they're making quite a bit of money and they're like, they got this hard ass lawyer. Um, who's, who does she, Susan Priver. Sure. Apparently plays her. Um, yeah, this is all, you know, just kind of building up to this piggy powwow. Um, oh, we're introduced to Pat, who has a nickname that I won't repeat. Right. It's a slur. It's a slur. Yep. 
Uh, he has a tracheotomy. So he's constantly like holding his thumb up to his th- throat so he can talk. Um, my dad had a friend who had one of these. Did he? Yeah, his name was Don. And he would call my dad on the phone and be like, Hey, Larry, this is Don. And my dad's like, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, all you had to do was say hello, and I knew who it was. The guy that plays Pat has a full head of hair. Really? Yeah, look. And, and he was wearing, like, makeup. Okay. There was a couple times where it showed his face close up, and I was like, is he wearing a, pr- a prosthetic? Yeah, I thought his face just looked fucked up, but... I mean, I guess I wasn't really paying all that much attention to it, but... Yeah, he yeah shaved his head and put on prosthetics. Anyway, anyway, yeah, he's he's also a fucking weirdo. Um, but he is apparently Willie's best friend, right? And he like they they have this worker guy who's just building things in the background <laughs> throughout the whole movie, and. At one point, he finds a prostitute in Willie's trailer and Pat's just like, here's some money. You didn't see nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he says, I'll take care of this. And he's like, what do you mean take care of? Like, like, like the way Rafi takes care of things where he just burns them. <laughs> and then there's this uh, detective Schneer, <laughs> detective Opal. Schneer. Detective Schneer, Schneer. <laughs> and they're, you know. On Willie's case, basically. Yeah, it's like they're there, but their part in this movie seems pointless. <laughs> yeah, like they're always a step behind until they're not. Right. Like, I mean, you know, going off history, it's not a spoiler to say that they catch him in the end. But it just seems like they're just like so like he doesn't even know they're on his case until they arrest him and start asking him, you know, do you know this woman? Do you know this woman? And, you know, David's just like, don't say shit. And then they say, you know, like, are you available for a lineup? And they're like, we're leaving, which that's not suspicious at all. Right. And then, yeah, eventually in the end, they just drive up to the powwow and just arrest Willie. Yeah, where Gerard McMahon is performing. (laughs) Who is that? Guy who sings Cry Little Sister. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I think at one point they say, uh, the, you know, the, the Lost Boys guy is coming. And they're like, Corey, uh, Corey Feldman? Or no, no, he's, no, he's just Corey Haim. This is Corey Haim? Okay, yeah. Okay, I did catch that part. I didn't, I didn't know that that was what yeah. they were referring to. Yeah, and it's just like this, he's performing this concert on this tiny little stage in front of, I don't know, 20 people. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it seems so shoehorned into this whole thing. Yep. It's like this little musical interlude in, in this movie that is already too long. Yeah, did he owe somebody a favor or something? <laughs> like, why was he in this? And it's like, is this a Canadian film? I believe so. Is he Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the actual events took place in Canada. What, did he actually perform? <laughs> at, at the actual I, Piggy Power? Yeah, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. And like, his first song too is just like him with an acoustic guitar. He's British. So he came in from England, presumably, to play at this powwow, which is appropriation. Yeah, you're not supposed to use that phrase anymore. 
I don't know. I have no idea why he was there. But his first song, he's like playing. It's just him and an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But if you listen, there's a full band playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, This isn't good either. No, it's real bad. This also is not really a horror. No. This feels more like a crime procedural. Yeah. It doesn't have enough. Like the events are horrific. Yeah. But just the tone of the movie and the way that events play out and stuff, it doesn't have a horror movie feel. I thought this was going to be like a slasher movie. Right. But it's really not. Yeah. It definitely presented itself this way. I actually almost picked this movie. Yeah. That's what you said last time. Did I? Yeah. When we, at the end of the episode, when we were talking about what we're doing next episode, you said that I almost picked that. Oh God. I don't remember that. <laughs> I was telling uh, Kristen, it's like, I almost picked this movie and like, I, I didn't because I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> But then Taylor picked it. <laughs> well, I was under I was behind the eight ball because I had to pick something quickly because the movie I thought I was we were gonna do doesn't come out for like three more days. Ah. Well that'll happen. Yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah, I'd say this was disappointing, but I didn't really have high hopes to begin with. So Yeah, I mean I thought this was gonna feel more like a low budget Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because, you know, that's based on Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be more along the lines of that. It, like, have you seen the movie Ed Gein? No. I think this could have been a lot better had they done something along those lines. But they didn't at all. <laughs> so, Like, Ed Gein's actually a pretty good movie. Is it? Yeah. Um, and this definitely could have stood to be like that but again it it wasn't and it was just too goddamn long i don't know if that was just over in overconfidence from you know the the director and writer or is it the same person it's the same person well there you go um or just poor editing like not really knowing what needs to be cut (laughs) or maybe a combination of the three who knows yeah like i don't know how historically accurate any of this is from what I know and have read about Robert Picton. It's almost nothing like this. All right. (laughs) Well, I was going to say maybe the reason it's so long because they wanted to be historically accurate and put stuff in. But if that's, if it's, if that's not the case, then I don't know. Because like, it's not like, it's just kind of a bunch of stuff that happens. Yes. And the story, the story itself seems like it has very little progression. Exactly. Um, and they don't, it's not like they're like getting into his, you know, they talk about him being molested by his mother, but they don't really get into how that affected him or anything like that. Like you said, it's just kind of mentioned in passing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was her mother, his mother at first. Neither, neither did I. It's like just suddenly he's like, he's, he's fucking violin and then suddenly he's fucking ginger, bi, sorry, bi-ling, then suddenly ginger he's fucking Lynn. ginger Lynn. It's like, wait, what happened here? And she's talking nasty. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's like, give me that pineapple fried rice nut. <laughs> give me that nut, white boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, not only was this like not a horror, but it just wasn't very good either. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said before, like, you know, you, you, there are pitfalls to having the same person write 
direct and probably edit the movie mm-hmm. um, because they just don't catch those things about like the movie being too long or the you know f- or they're not willing to cut things yeah um, and oh no I guess this was edited by somebody else but yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I mean, the person who edited it has, you know, a, not a lot of notable experience, but, you know, a lot a, of it, a good amount of experience, about 20 years or so. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, this movie just was. It was just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I was just, I w- was sitting there watching it. And, like, I watched it right before I went to bed. And I'm like, man, I could have been, like, doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if, if you're going to watch this and you want to you see pink dicks and stuff, then. Uh, make sure you watch it on Google and not Amazon. Apparently, Amazon censors it. Yeah, I mean, you get a shot of Ginger Lynn's beaver, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, two, one, one, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a three just cause I think it's competently made. It's, you know, the cinematography is fine and the acting is fine and the effects that are there are good enough for the, what I assume is a very low budget. Just very upset about sitting, having to sit through this for over two hours. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's the show guys. That's the show. That's the show. Um, hope you had fun. Did you have fun, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, was, you know. Um, kind of fell apart at the end there. But. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, and guess what? What we're gonna be talking about some more movies. You don't say. I do say, Taylor. What are we gonna be watching? We're going to be talking about uh, Destroy All Neighbors and The Portrait. Two more indies. Yeah. Hopefully better results. Let's hope. Um, That's going to be in two weeks from today, guys. So look out for that. Uh, In the meantime, where can people find us, Taylor? They can find us at GreatPlotPodcast.com as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars, hearts, rainbows, whatever, clovers and blue moons. Uh, and put some in the text box. We're not going to read it, but it does help uh, Google and, and uh, Apple and Spotify and whoever. They put put a little more weight into those things. You can put, um, I don't know. Tony, what do they put? Uh, put your favorite pork product. Sure, yeah. Do you like beef and cheese? Or I guess it's a, that's not. That, that's beef. That's beef. That's <laughs> 
And also follow us on social media. We are a great plot podcast. Uh, if you can't find us, just search for us. If you can't find us still, we're probably not there. So you're on a weird social network that I don't, we're not on truth social or anything. So if you're, we're not on blue sky, we're not on blue sky. We're not on uh hive. Is hive still a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of these Twitter replacements kind of came and went and yeah. Like a lot of people, like there were a lot of those ones, like Blue Sky especially, where you had to be invited. Mm-hmm. It's like, does anybody use it anymore? I, From what I see online, no. I see a lot of people asking for codes and people, then people complaining that no one is there. <laughs> so. Yeah, like I've, I applied for a, for a spot months ago and I forgot about it. Then I got an email saying, oh, here's your Blue Sky code. Like, Okay. So I made an account and I looked at it. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, and I don't think I know anybody that's on here. So I'm not going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was Spoutable, which I know you were, you were back in there. Yeah, I, 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 I still think Spoutable has like the best UI and the best, uh, uh, you know, executive team, but. It, if without the big name users, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I appreciate that they're trying to create this place that's like Twitter, but without all the trolls, all the trolls, all the, all the toxic people. Um, but I wouldn't say that that alone makes it boring. <laughs> But uh, it's just, I don't know, the, the, whole, the whole platform is just kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, any social media, the, the biggest thing you need is going to be users. And I just feel like Sprout will never got to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- Threads has really kind of come out of nowhere almost. Yeah. Uh, and the benefit, the, the, the benefit that they had was that, you could pull your Instagram account over mm-hmm. to threads. Yeah. And I think that's what it already had a user base basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that was smart on Meta's part, but you know, it's just more Facebook and it's like, who wants that? Yeah. But it's, it's the place to be. I mean, if you're not using Twitter, you're using threads. Yeah. So yeah, follow us on threads. <laughs> Don't use Twitter. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter if you want, but it's not going to be entertaining because I don't post there. Right. You can, like, if we, guys, if we all left Twitter, Elon Musk would lose a lot of money. And wouldn't that be funny? That'd be awesome. (laughs) That's what I want to happen. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, well. That's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, check us out in a couple weeks. Till then, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world to its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Feed it up and knock speed. Grunt, no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear. Reporters baffle Trump, Kevin Kraft, look at that. No.
Shout,